Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do an intro then, or you don't have to do that same one you just did? But <laughs> <laughs> um, now that you do the intro, you're the musician as well. Intro. Um, yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Ready. Oh, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, yeah, are you gonna yeah. are you gonna say like hello and welcome back? <laughs> well, not welcome back, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> well, welcome back to our first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my internet okay. connection's on. I might turn out. Yeah, same. So mine. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. A picture of. Uh... I'm on that page. <laughs> of what? Of. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Is it the Alpen? <laughs> uh, no, it's the Pyrenean, I'm afraid. Oh. What Alpen bar? Should you get sponsored by Alpen bars? Yeah, we'll tell them it's the Alpen, it's the Alpen, and then, like, when this one shoot runs out of light, joking, it was actually the Pyrenees. Who is it? Yeah. Yeah, we joke. Okay. Hello, okay. and welcome to <laughs> Fogo Potter. <laughs> Sponsored by Alpen. No, we can't can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) What a sponsor by Pyrenean (laughs) Bars. So, yeah. Hello. Okay, (laughs) cheers. Okay. I mean, we can't just keep saying hello and welcome. We've been recording for like five minutes, and that's all we've said. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to make sure they feel really welcome. Fair enough. Okay, I think they are welcome now. So, okay. six minutes ago, Steve Bruce said, "You're a European super." <laughs> I can't read it. European super league. Premier League Big Six took slap over plans. Oh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> Premier League Big Six took a slap over plans. I'm guessing that's to do with the... I think they just announced that they're not getting any punishment from mm-hmm. UEFA. What, yeah. do you, what do you think about that? Do you think they should be punished? I mean, I think they definitely should be punished if we're talking about fairness. Um, but to be honest, I never thought they would be particularly punished. Um, these six teams have all the money, all the power in the league and... I think the Premier League knows if, if these six teams leave, despite all the protests from their own fans, it's still going to weaken the Premier League as a product. And yeah. wherever, wherever they go on to is going to um, is probably going to overtake it just because of the purely numbers of fans that these these clubs are able to um, sort of attract. So yeah, in a in a in a perfect world, I would have. I don't know, relegated all of them or given them big points deductions or huge fines. But I don't know. I feel that they're, they're, too, they're too powerful for Premier League to really yeah, do anything. True. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that exactly that really. I don't know what else to add. But even if it was just to relegate them for a season or something. But then I guess it's still logistics problems as, as well. Like, do you promote six teams for one season or, you know? Yeah. Or something like well, that. But I would I would have loved to see both say all six teams next season start off with minds hundred points and then 
and then it's it's a, the the top six battle is not who's going to win the league, but which three teams are going to go down, which three teams are going to go up. Yeah. I think that would make the Premier League. That would be quite nice. Really that would be quite funny. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think... I'd love to see Chelsea playing Barnsley or. When... <laughs> yeah. Like Chelsea or someone, Man City playing against Brexit football, Rotherham. Every throw in, they get in the set in the other team's half. They put in the box, you know, that kind of team. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what football was all about, isn't it? Well, not well, quite. But yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing that really sort of annoyed me about it as well is that these teams already have so much power. They already basically have a system where they're never going to get relegated because they've got so much, so much money and yeah. so much power compared to the other teams in the league. Like these clubs are never going to get relegated from the Premier League, or they'd have to do something like really ridiculously wrong in order to, in order to get relegated. They already have yeah. this huge almost monopoly on English football, but then that's not enough for them. They have to go a step further and completely take out the risk of relegations. Yeah. I think I guess that's the whole thing with the the Super League. I guess that they just it's just about more money, more everything, just more, more. I don't know, greed. Exactly. Greed. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like I've heard. Oh, these are investments. The owners want to get money back. Like they've put lots of money into a club. They want to get their money back. They want to get a return on their investment. But I'm thinking, I don't know. It's when a fan buys a season ticket or buys a shirt or whatever from his favorite team he doesn't say oh i bought a season ticket but i want some like investment on on that season ticket i want you to give me uh give me my money back next year because i've supported you here like the point of a football club is that you support them and then and then i learned the success or doing well or having a good time if that's a bit too naive is is what you get back from it not just a load more money um a load more money from from sponsorships and and TV deals. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you were to take over a, a club or something, you've got to be prepared to just lose money. To be honest, just like put money in and not expect money out because it's such a you know like financial fair play and things. Clubs make like mm-hmm. you know tens of millions of losses a year in the championship, you know, in the Premier League, it's like unlimited, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. 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 I guess, I don't know. Some people have said things about the Super League in that um, it's kind of, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's kind of like uh, a way to, I don't know, almost let the new Champions League um, format under the radar or something like that. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but it's basically mm-hmm. like people are uh, suggesting that it was never actually going to happen. It was just like a, I don't know, a cover, if you will, so that they could try and sneak this new Champions League format through. You know, uh, okay. people not being as outraged, but I don't know. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that as a possibility. I mean. And um, they keep the French sports paper. They compared sort of the debate between UEFA and the European Super League as having to choose between um, the plague or cholera. And that in this case, they choose 
cholera, i.e. UEFA, um, but neither of them are, are good options. Yeah, but if that was genuinely their plan, I don't think it's worked particularly well because, I mean, I don't think it was necessary. From my experience of watching and following um, football, fans don't seem to re really get that, <laughs> that bothered about these big changes. And especially in the Premier League, um, yeah, fans have been fairly meek in terms of just accepting being rolled all over by the by the owners, accepting really high ticket prices, um, accepting that a club that gets taken over by some um, oil shake baron who just like pumps out of money and uses it as almost propaganda for his for his um, for his country, um, and so I don't think. I don't think the fans would have been really that fussed if the Champions League format changed a little bit. Whereas now, by having the European Super League, it's the first time I've ever seen fans of all the English clubs actually get together as one and not sort of bicker amongst themselves, but actually get together and direct the anger at the people that it needs directing at, i.e. the um, the owners and the people, the sort of the rich, greedy owners at the top of the game. Yeah. Um, so maybe if they can use that force, they can actually stop this new Champions League if they want to. But... Um, I'm not sure they'll be able I feel like it's more likely they'll just go back to bickering amongst themselves. Yeah, I feel like this this one might be harder to um, stop than, you know, because it's UEFA and it's the whole, you know, of Europe rather than just, you know, the six, big six or whatever. I know there were other teams in the European yeah. Super League, but if like the, if the big six pull out, there's not really a Super League anymore, is there? So I think everyone's pulled out now, haven't they? I thought there were like a couple of teams that hadn't officially. <laughs> it's gonna be oh, yeah, I don't uh, know. Real Madrid versus Juventus every week. <laughs> yeah, and no, I think it's it was like disbanded now. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It was kind of a weird idea in the first place. Anyway, like I don't know why they would. I guess it's just money. I guess I know it's the reason why, but it just seems a bit stupid. Like to try and start your own league and then I don't know if if like if the Premier League and other European leagues UEFA did allow them to play this league as well as their leagues then surely there would have just been like injuries every week like if you've having one two Premier League games in a week one Super League game and one like Champions League or Europa League game like four games every week yeah. That's not doable, surely. Well, I guess they would just have to have to increase a, squ a squad massively, or, yeah. or use use the Premier League as almost like a um, a run out for the training teams, the youth teams, and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, would you have watched it? Because as you know, as someone who supports a club who, no offense, would never be anywhere near the uh, <laughs> European Super League, would you have had any interest in? In watching a European Super League, um, would you have followed it if it actually? I, I wouldn't say I would have followed it, but if like a game was on, I might have watched it. If like it was on a, in a pub yeah. or something, I would have, I probably would have watched it, but not like I wouldn't actively seek it out. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but it just didn't seem. I don't know. It's like not really any competition. It's just like for fun almost, like. 
there's no you know you can't get relegated and you can't qualify for anything and you know it just seems a bit pointless but may as well just be like yeah have 10 friendlies a season or whatever I mean yeah um i totally agree and uh, that's that's what makes leagues exciting the possibility even though it's very rare rare that anyone actually goes up um and really yeah <laughs> it's got career even though it's very rare that anyone i just put my mask on hold on <laughs> Even though it's very rare that anyone actually breaks through and makes it to the top, obviously Leicester are the um, are the yep. example, the example, the outlier. Um, yeah, even though it's rare, it's just the possibility that could happen that makes that makes it exciting. And also, for example, this year Man City are going to win the league definitely. Yeah. So there's no excitement in terms of who can win the league. So the extra excitement is at the bottom who's going to get relegated or. Or who's going to get Champions League spaces? Yeah, because so West Ham doesn't exist. West Ham are um, going for it this year, aren't they? And Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like you say, if there's a Super League or something, then there's no point. Yeah, like you say, there's no competition. And the arrogance of of a team like Arsenal, ninth in the table, like barely even in the top half of the Premier League. Yeah, way off the pace on the team like West Ham and 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 Leicester, like the arrogance of them to think, oh, I still deserve a spot to forever be among Europe's elites. That's not how it's supposed to work. Maybe in America, where you've just got these sort of chain chain teams that don't really have any connection to the local area, but that's just not how football should work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the new format of uh, the Champions League, because it's basically going from 32 teams to 36, I think. Um, I'm on the website here. It says the additional four spots will be allocated. Slot one, one of the additional places will go to the club ranked third in the championship of the association in the fifth position in the UEFA National Association ranking. What does that mean? <laughs> the I guess right. So if like so, England would be English would be higher in German and Spanish and Italian. So I guess it'd be French. Yeah, maybe. What? So whoever comes fifth in the French league gets it. So there'll be some like farmers running around in a field. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always fascinated by by the French league in terms of. PSG on paper are so much better than every other yeah. team, but somehow like quite often like this year they're not even they're not top at the moment. Lille are mm. uh, first. Um and Monaco won it a couple of years ago. And compared with Bayern and Juventus, who won it for God knows how many years in a row yeah. now, eight or nine, I think. When on paper the Italian and, and German leagues should be stronger and a bit more competitive. But yeah, yeah, I think. I don't know, maybe it's just the pressure of like, not pressure, but like, you know, you're expected to win every game. So if you go a goal down, all of a sudden it's like pressure mm. of how are you losing to this team? You know, you're one of one of your players because pro- probably pay for like 
their whole starting eleven, the subs bench, the manager, the whole stadium, you know. Yeah. And all the farming equipment. <laughs> yeah, all the combine harvesters. And so that's the first slot. So some farmers get in. Slot two. Um, another will be awarded to a domestic really champion by extending from four to five the number of clubs qualifying via the so-called champions path. Does that mean like FA Cup winner or something like that? I think so, yeah. So um, one of the domestic... I'm not sure how to decide which one. Yeah, I guess one that already hasn't qualified, if there is one. So like Southampton, <laughs> if they won it this year. Are they, is it Southampton? Yeah. In the final? Or uh, no, did they not make it? Leicester. Oh, Leicester. No, they didn't make it. And then they the last... Real Sociedad or something like that. They yeah, Spanish, yeah. Spanish I mean, whoever it is, they'll probably just get knocked out in straight away. But So slot three and four. Awarded to the two clubs with the highest club coefficients that have not qualified automatically, but have qualified for either the Champions League or the Europa League. What? Awarded to the two clubs with the highest coefficients that have not qualified automatically for the Champions League stage, but have qualified. Oh, they've qualified for like the qualification. So, like, if you. How does that work? You know, like Europa League qualifiers. Mm. I've seen Wolves and, and teams like that playing them. Is it if is that like seventh and eighth or something? If you have a good ranking, you get into qualifiers, something like that. Yeah, maybe. So it would probably be like this season, Arsenal might still get in. If they if they or like Chelsea, if they finished sixth or seventh or something. Maybe that's what yeah. it means. Yeah, no, possibly. The whole thing seems like it's really trying to push push it so these top clubs can keep can keep their Champions League spots. Yeah. And can just sort of consolidate by playing each other more often, getting all the TV money again and sort of make themselves even even richer. But I'm not sure it would be as exciting. I quite like I quite like the fact that I don't know. Man City can play Sparta Prague or um, Astana or something yeah. in, the, in the group stages. I, I, quite, I quite like the, these sort of big David Glass things at the start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe they just looked at the English league and saw that it could be, you know, Man City, Man U, Leicester and West Ham that qualify. And they were like, yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to change that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're on, man. They're loving West Ham in the final. Jesse Lingard tearing up the Champions League so yeah um, and in amongst the whole Super League thing Mourinho got sacked obviously mm-hmm. well, thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Deserved? Not deserved? Um, prob- probably deserved I mean it's a little bit harsh six days out from the final but on the other hand I can kind of see it normally when a new manager comes in or managers get sacked you get that, that sort of Upwards curve yeah, straight afterwards, and it's yeah, yeah. like a honeymoon period almost. So yeah. maybe that was just what they were planning all along. Maybe they knew they were going to sack him ages ago, and they thought, "Well, we've got we've got to wait until just before the final, sack him, and then 
and then and then win. I mean, it didn't work. I think they lost it, but they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they beat Southampton yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So there we are. It's worked already. <laughs> Ryan Mason's taken over till the end of the year, I think. Yeah, he's about 14 years old or something. <laughs> he was the one that fractured his skull, wasn't he? Um, and had to retire. when he Was it when he played for Hull? Because he was at Tottenham, wasn't he? And I think he went to Hull and then fractured his skull. Oh, yeah, he came through the youth team at Tottenham. So maybe mm. that's why he's... Maybe he was on the coaching staff at Tottenham and they've given it to him to the end of the season. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Um, what I always find with the... Or often find with these is that they'll give it to someone in the coaching staff and then they'll have this boost until the end of the season. And then they'll say, oh, he did really well, so we'll keep him on and give him a long-term contract. And then the next season, the boost is... Well, the honeymoon period's worn off. And then yeah. they go back to not actually being that good or ex- or experienced. And then at Christmas, they have to sack him again and get someone new. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Like, the interim coach does really good, like you say. And then there's the thing of, do we hire him? Because then we'll probably have to sack him. And then I don't know if he even gets to go back to his, like, under-21s role or if he's just sacked then. I don't know. But it'd be yeah. a bit, I don't know. But yeah, Tottenham are down in sixth currently. Yeah. Um, Liverpool are seventh though. I didn't realise they were that low. It's been, been a crazy year, and and it just again, like I was saying, it shows how how good it is when you don't have the European Super League because there's a lot of teams mixing up amongst the big boys. Well, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. With Mourinho, I feel I feel like he's sort of he's on a steady downward trend. Mm. So when he came back, when he came back to Chelsea. And then won the league. Obviously, he's flying high there. And then he has a bad season, gets sacked. Man United, I feel like he was never particularly popular and didn't play that play amazingly well, but still got decent results and won a couple of cups. Yeah. And then now it's still the poor performances and the sort of unattractive football and sort of a toxic atmosphere, but also without the results. And so I don't know where he's going to go from here. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, like you say, Mourinho ball is, it's not, you know, it's kind of counter-attack, one or two chances in the game, take them and you win and then defend the whole game. But I guess it's got results in the past, but, you know, it depends. If it's not getting results, then exactly, you may as well sack him because it's not fun to watch anyway. Like if you were like Leeds, they seem to, win 5-1 one week and then lose 6-0 the next week. I guess even if you're doing that, it's a bit exciting to watch or something. But Did you watch the um, documentary about it on Amazon Prime Video? Uh, no, I didn't. It's quite good. I'd recommend it. About Leeds? Uh, no, about Tottenham. It's called Spurs All or Nothing. I'd recommend it. And to all the <laughs> millions of listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. How many how many club documentaries are gonna so Sunderland was the first one, wasn't it? That yeah. That was on Netflix, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. Man City had a one as well the year before Tottenham's one. And then Tottenham had one. In the season where Jose came. Like it was like a few episodes in when they sacked Pochettino mm-hmm. and got Jose in. 
Yeah, okay. I'll be I'd I'll be honest, I'm more interested in watching Sunderland one than than a Man City one. Yeah. It seems a bit more interesting than just I don't know. I feel like with these things as well, the club is always gonna have to sign off on them. It's you you, you might think you're getting sort of really um secret info, but the club are gonna say you can you can produce this, you can film that, you can film that, and you're allowed to you're allowed to broadcast that. I feel a bit um Sanitize, maybe. But yeah, true. You should, you should make one for Forest. If there's anything <laughs> yeah. good happening in the uh, in the um uh the background of at Forest? I don't know. Not at the moment, I guess. I mean, the season's kind of over, really. Like, it's in that point where we can't really. I mean, I don't want to say it, but I think we're safe. Like, not mathematically, but I think we're we're ten points clear with like five games to go. So, and there's quite a few teams in between us and the bottom. So we're, we're kind of safe. And obviously we can't catch the playoffs or go up. So it's just kind of like playing out these last few games to the end of the season and then seeing what happens next season, really. Perfect COVID season in some ways. Yeah, I guess. Because we're not, yeah, we're not exactly missing a playoff race. You don't want to go down. Right. Imagine, imagine if, Something I don't know. For example, amazing cup run, and you get to the semi-finals or the final of the FA Cup, and you can't go to Wembley or anything to watch it. You just gotta sit at home. Yeah, that's true. In front of the TV and watch it. I mean, Fulham. They went up this year, didn't they? They went up. Well, last year. Yeah. So they went up, mm-hmm. and then their fans haven't been able to watch them in the Premier League, and then they're coming straight back down. Kind of crushing for them, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If they keep some of the players, they might be able to bounce back. But yeah, Norwich seem to be doing that fairly well. Um, yeah, they've just been promoted, haven't they? Officially, down, which in some ways is more exciting than being being a mid-table Premier League club. It's more yeah. exciting to be an up and down, up and down every season. You have got excitement of are we going to get promoted or are we going to get relegated? Um, it's much more exciting than watching someone like you no know, Saints or. Or Palace or something like that. Yeah, it's true. Palace sometimes get in that Yeah, then the relegation battle, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you get a lot of money as well for going down and going up. Like, if you can get in that cycle of parachute payment for going down and, uh, you know, promotion bonus for going back up again. You know, after a few yeah. seasons of doing that, you can build a better team and actually, you know, maybe forge yourself into one of those mid-table sides yeah can you see Norwich Norwich doing that Um, I don't know I think it depends on they've got some good players and some good young players as well but they need to add to it as well and keep those players if and it's, it's all about that I guess like if a big one of the big six say comes for like Max Aaron's or Todd Campwell with a big price they're probably not going to be able to say no um, and then if they lose a few of those and I guess Pookie's how old is Pookie? he is um, 31 yeah so he's not got much longer left so they'll have to find a replacement for him in a few years but yeah I don't know I guess it all just depends on their business, like I say. Like Wolves, Wolves seem to invest very well. 
get some good players in. So if they can do something like Wolves did, then maybe not, you know, the Portuguese model. I mean, obviously it's worked for Wolves, but it just depends how they invest, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Good for like, I don't know. Netherlands, maybe. Yeah. Or Finland. Not build it around Pookie. Pookie's replacing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pookie buys. Um, that's shocking how that's going to stay in as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other, the other question about championship I've got for you as a local championship expert okay. is are you getting worried that sort of the same teams are going to start? As you've talked about parachute payments already. You worry mm-hmm. that this is going to become a, a cycle of three teams go down, three teams go back up, and it's always basically the same teams going up and down, up and down. Um, obviously, Watford or Watford, Bournemouth, and Norwich have all been in the Premier League recently. Where were they? The three that got relegated last year. Um, yeah, they were. I think yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think so. So, is that something you sort of picked up recently that it's really is becoming just to go down and I'll go straight back up again or or do you think that's not the case I mean it's been a long time since Forrest's been in the Premier League well yeah um, we missed out on the playoffs that last season didn't we by like <laughs> one goal or something which was crushing but um, we wouldn't have gone up even if we made the playoffs but it would just be nice to be in that fight again like a playoff fight but mm. I think that's the one I think the top two that go up are normally the two that have come down. So like this year, it's going to be Norwich and Watford are going to go back up. And then the playoffs, any it's anyone's game really, because it's like two matches, or well, three if you count the legs, um, like home and away legs in the semi-final. But yeah, I feel like they're just anyone's game because obviously Bournemouth are in the playoffs. They're third, but um, you know, they've still got to beat whoever it is on the day. Barnsley at the moment are in the playoffs somehow. They almost got relegated last season, you know. You know, you know, they were if they didn't win against us, um, we had like three games to go last season, and we needed one point from three games to guarantee playoffs. <laughs> and one, the yeah. first one was against Barnsley. Who had to had to win that day, or they were relegated. They had to win to stay alive. Ninety um, fifth minute, nil nil. Right, so our point we were getting our point for the playoffs. They were going down. Then they score a ninety fifth minute winner. They stay up. They go on to stay up. We go on to not get one point from the remaining two games, and also blow like a six goal difference lead <laughs> and then they go on to stay up and now they're in the playoffs this season so they should be thanking us really if they go up we should get some of their parachute payment because yeah. we saved them I mean sure only if they get really ended again oh yeah true we'll get some of their promotion promotion bonus I mean, if Barnsley go up, I can I can see them going all the way. <laughs> yeah, do a Leicester. Yeah, no, they, 
I mean, Forest last last season reminded me of, of Hamburg, who and they got relegated from the Bundesliga for the first time ever um, a couple of couple of years ago. And then the first season back, it looked like they were going to bounce straight back into the Bundesliga. The sort of between them and Köln, the top of the second Bundesliga, they're backing out for first place, sort of way ahead of, of the rest of, of the rest of the pack. And then they just completely bottled it at the end and didn't even get into the playoffs. Um, it's a slightly different system in in German football, where the top two get promoted automatically. It's the same, um, but then. Third, it's just third place has a playoff with third from bottom in the league above. Mm. Um, well, it's, it's a two-legged playoff to see who goes up. Yeah. So Hamburg managed to yeah miss out on that on a third third place playoff the the first season, and then the following season tried again. Again, were near the top of the for the entire season. This time they were sort of battling out with Stuttgart for second place most of the season, and then again right at the end they just I mean, they just bottle it. There's no other, there's no other, there's no other <laughs> yeah. way to describe it. They just, yeah. They just lost the whole string of games. And then in the final game, they needed one point to get this uh, playoff spot. Um, and instead of getting this draw, they lost 5-1 to Sandhausen, who was like nowhere in the second division. And one of those sort of mid, mid to bottom half of the table teams yeah <laughs> lost 5-1 at home and 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 missed out on on get promoted and it looks like they might even be doing it again this season <laughs> so again they they were right at the top the whole time now they've dropped a third on 50 points they've lost the last two games and drawn the one before that um and just love 49 points one behind heidenheim two points behind that so i mean i don't want to christian, christian to be a hamburg fan <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for any Hamburg yeah. fans out there um, that might be listening in. <laughs> yeah, I do apologize. But I don't but want to get too much my horse so far. But... Yeah, you need to find a better team to support. Yeah. I'm sure, Köln, Köln, can't even say their name. <laughs> what a plastic fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure they're looking for new supporters. Yeah, I mean, what? Because they've not got any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's all it's all it's all really exciting title races in in the german leagues apart from apart from the bundesliga it's obviously buying have won that but again third, yeah, third, third third division um there's four points between first and, and fourth so it's gonna be one team that completely misses out but we're gonna GG. we're gonna hope that dunam and managed to manage to get that promotion. Um, of course, they need, to, they need to be back where they belong in the. Uh, well, they need to be back in in the Bundesliga, but one step at a time, we'll get back yeah. to the second division. That was my German leagues update. <laughs> Amazing! So, all the German fans, um, you're welcome. And uh, that's the end of the German uh, German league portion. So, if you'd like to, if you don't want to listen to the rest, uh, I understand. Wait, you know, the, um, <laughs> I think if if um, the Super League happened and mm. they like stripped all of those of their like UEFA titles and things, 
I think Forest yeah. would have been like the most decorated English team in Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> European like competitions. I don't know if that's true or yeah. Well, you can't, can't be that far off at the moment. Yeah, true. How many? Well, obviously Liverpool will be winning. I think Manu. Manu got two. Um, let me check. We might be a joint second anyway. Easy. Champions League winners. Uh, list. So. Let's see. Real Madrid. Okay, let's look at the English ones. Man, you have one, two. <laughs> you just counting all the ones that are on there. Just two, I think, yeah. Oh, no, three. They have three. Okay. Um, and who else? Liverpool have six. Five, I think, unless I'm counting wrong. And you know, I'm not the best at math, so Aston Villa have one, obviously. Forest have two. Chelsea have one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we are joint second. No, no, joint, we're third. If it's Liverpool, Man U, and then us. Crazy. Yeah, we should be in a big. We should be in this Super League, man. We've won more Champions League than Arsenal, Tottenham, and Manchester City combined, and Chelsea. <laughs> and Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, yeah. Well, well, it's not true that Forest are in the same category <laughs> as we at the moment, but it's true, true. that it's ridiculous that um, that they wanted to stay the same forever because, yeah. I don't know, depending when you decided to make this league, it could have a whole different, like a whole load of different teams in it. You could, like, you could be a time when I don't know, yeah, Forest, Ipswich, Villa, Derby, Magdeburg. You could have loads of random teams who, who aren't anything special right now. Who, if you'd made the European Super League at, at the time when they were good, then they would have been in the um, in this league. It's just. That's, yeah, how, exactly. that's how it should work. It should be a natural, yeah, definitely. Like some teams are good, and then that, and then they're not so good, and they get relegated, and then a new team turns up. It's that's, how that's it's good exactly work. that's how football should work, all the time. Like whatever league, you've got to have some kind of threat. You're gonna, you could loot, drop out of the league, and some kind of, yeah. you know, motivation to be as high up as possible. Yeah, because always you get a position where say, say Arsenal or whoever lose lose the first three games and they're not going to be able to get um, into the final eight or whatever it is they're going to do, then they'll just make those say, oh, I can't bother anymore then. And then they can just sort of switch off the entire year. Yeah. Because it's, it's not, yeah. It happens in, it happens in rugby in, um, not in the English league yet, although they are thinking about adding relegation, but in the, in the Celtic league, there isn't any, any relegation at all. And also in the Southern Hemisphere ones as well. Yeah. Um, and they've been trying to get this in for the for the English Premiership in, in rugby. And I can I can see I can see it more in rugby because the teams in the league below are so are so much worse than um, than the Premiership. So it literally is one team goes down from the Premiership and always gets promoted back up. Um, yeah. 
So I can see it more in that situation, but not when you've got such a vibrant um, league underneath with um, with so many examples of teams going up and then sort of really being quite successful in the first league. Mm. Um, another interesting question. Um, would you be in favour or at least interested in the idea of a European Super League if it was properly structured where the best teams, like it was part of the pyramid? So you have the Premier League and then the one above that was a European Super League with relegation and promotion. Would that interest you? Um, I don't know. I don't think, not if, like you say, not if it would replace, not replace, but kind of replace the Premier League. Like, if it was something that might replace the Champions League, which I guess it kind of is with a new format, um, mm. then it's not as bad because I think, I don't know, those like individual country competitions are, you know, important as well. Because then otherwise yeah. you'd have like, I don't know, you'd be having Wolves and Burnley at, as a top of the table clash and you know, no offence to any Wolves and Burnley fans, but I'm sure that's a good game, Wolves versus Burnley, um, normally. But it's more of a mid-table game than a top-of-the-table clash, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, if, if it was like, or if it were, like, instead of the Champions League... <laughs> Um, We've got a then, grammar podcast after. Yeah, yeah. Well, that can be episode two. Grammar. Uh, Daniel da- Daniel Dartif. Daniel Dartif, MMR vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Would you? Like, I don't mean to just say, like, and what about you to every question but what's, what's your opinion on um on that when i first saw it um as an idea i was the same as you i thought it's better to have have a domestic league and a european cup because then that gives you two exciting things to see who's the best team in england and who's the best team in europe like i agree they should be separate and you want you want the english premier league to be to still be who is the best team, not just sort of a feeder league to a to a European league. Yeah. Um, but then I did see the argument that it would increase the importance of of the FA Cup. So the FA Cup could then sort of take the role of um, not quite the national league, but the the decider of who is the best team in England. Yeah. As all the other domestic cups would across Europe. Um, so after that, I can I can see that more. Maybe it would increase the importance of the FA Cup, and that would again become sort of the biggest, the FA Cup final would become again the biggest day in English football in terms of deciding who's the best. Um, but I'm still not really for it. I mean, I think that's also what makes it exciting in Champions League. I don't support any Champions League clubs, but um, but it's exciting if Liverpool play Barcelona on a rare occasion. It's a huge game. If Liverpool play Barcelona twice a year. Yeah, exactly. It does lose a little bit of its sparkle. It won't be the big games. Won't be big games anymore. It will just be like regular, like in a game like you say, like Liverpool Barcelona. You don't know who's going to win because they don't play each other that often. So 
it's not like that. You know, if Man City play, um, I don't want to keep picking like the same teams. Say like Man City played, I don't know, West Ham. You know, Man City are probably mm-hmm. favourites because they play them yeah. like two times every year at least and they normally win. But, you know, if they had, if Man City were playing Bayern Munich, you don't know who's the favourite because they only play them like once every few years. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I do enjoy it. I enjoy it when one league has a few, quite like more representatives in the semi-finals or whatever than usual. Yeah, and, yeah, and true. Saying, oh, we're going to have a decade now with German clubs being the best or Spanish clubs being the best or English clubs being the best and then the next year something else happens and everyone's like, oh, we're going to have a decade now with yeah. this other country's been the best and everyone gets really frustrated. Funnily enough, I was thinking about it last season in the semi-finals of the um, Champions League. You had four teams who wouldn't have even taken part in this European Super League in the semi-finals. Yeah, who, who was it last year in the semi-finals? Um, so it's Bayern versus Lyon and yep. Paris and versus Abu Leipzig. Mm. Yeah. So it shows that these, just because you're the biggest clubs doesn't mean necessarily that you deserve a spot in the European elite, Europe, Europe's elite when non league yeah. even reach. Yeah, I definitely that. think you have to earn it. Like, which is why, you know, I'm not too sure about this new format where even if you don't qualify, there's two or three or like these extra four spots that you can still sneak in by some new rule. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to take a short intermission here. Um, this podcast is sponsored by um, Alpenbars. Alpenbars, the nicest type of bars you can get. You don't want Pyrenean bars. You don't want Pennine bars. You don't want Chilton's bars. You don't want Caucasus bars. And you certainly don't want Schwarzwald bars. No, you want Alpenbars. Available in all good corner shops. Okay, sorry. Were you just speaking? When I listen I, back, I is there going to be some? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not. I did it. I did it. Open bars. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's going to be like copyright if we put something like that in. Are we even allowed to say Alpen? Should I bleep it out? What Alpen? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, speaking, yeah. speaking about big discs, uh, I'm going to be performing at the University Oh yeah, yeah. Final on um, on Sunday. Sunday, what time? Sunday at seven o'clock. Available cool. to watch on the Surrey or University of Surrey YouTube um, channel and on their Facebook as well. I think. Nice. Um, or the University I mean, of Surrey TV Society. By the time we, if we ever release this, I doubt it'll be in time for to watch that. But yeah, I guess you yeah. can. Uh, I'll watch it obviously, if I mm. remember. Because well, we've got this recording to for you to, to remember where that was because I didn't take any of that in, <laughs> apart from University of Surrey <laughs> and Sunday. Well, I didn't take any of it in. Basically, took in half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on um, Facebook anyway, probably. Oh, yeah. But the, 
the problem i can't really like get, like get votes um because i'm shit at singing no um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i didn't really swear into that that's not good i can't really get any, i can't really get any votes um from people because they're doing it in a proper eurovision way so you can only vote if you're part of the five universities that are doing it and it's right. like so there's university of southampton sorry that like you know normal ones and then you've got Leeds Conservatoire, which is some like music one. And okay. then you've got University of Creative Arts or something. And then I don't know, University of Singing and Dancing. Like it's <laughs> there's three sort of music ones. Um so they're not gonna be giving you their ten points. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually twelve points. Oh I'm fuming. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's So they're not gonna about. be giving you their twelve points. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that bit in, yeah. <laughs> That, that is actually my worry like um i feel if it was just like random unis and just people watching they're like oh this is fun you know it was kind of actually a, yeah, um, yeah. Bit more exciting song and it was in french and uh, you, and you probably get a lot of votes so. as well like um just for like the not comedy aspect no offense but <laughs> just like you're no, doing yeah, it for no, a laugh really you're not like seriously yeah it's not like going to be your career well, who knows? I mean, never, never say going, never. But... <laughs> could be representing yeah. England at the next uh, Eurovision. What Singing Papoote. <laughs> 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 I mean, every, you know, everyone else sings in English, so why can't you sing in French? Why not? Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly, like, pretty much everyone else is very serious and have got actual songs on Spotify. Um, oh wow! And they are doing their own songs. And one oh. of the people on their Instagram, on their Instagram takeover, they went, "Oh yeah, I keep this like bottle of champagne on my desk to keep me motivated." And because I know that on the twenty on the twenty fifth of April, I'm going to be doing what I've dreamed about doing since I was a child. No, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, you're about dreaming about being on Univision when you're six. I didn't even know it existed until like. You told me about it. I don't think it did exist until this year. <laughs> That's a lie. Maybe she thinks yeah. she's one, she's on Eurovision. Maybe she's a confused. yeah. Maybe we well, she got, got a bit of a shock coming when she <laughs> went to see yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a um a nine ninety nine Belgian shirt as well. <laughs> That's my costume. Amazing. I was going to spend sixty euros on a proper one. It's just like red and it's got a Belgian flag on it. Um, oh well like a football national team yeah show. yeah says kevin Bryant, I, don't <laughs> um, I don't know I'll, I'll look forward to uh to watching you on sunday you'll be you you, you'll cringe on my behalf i'm sure yeah but it's only four minutes will i that's gonna produce and you're singing it live oh yeah i guess yeah singing it live yeah if it's in, on your little Wired ha- Apple headphones. No, in sorry. Oh. No, no, I'm in sorry. I'm gonna go. Wow. Like on it's a stage that. and everything. Yeah, I think it's like six, 600, 600 people in the marquee. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> how is that allowed? Uh, six. I think, how many people? It's like uh, maybe six hundred. Six hundred people. In a marquee. I think that's like. I'm not 100 percent sure about the crowd. But it's in it. It's they've got a big marquee, and then there's a stage and a live band, and wow, um, 
So I'm go- I've, got to go on- I've got to go on Saturday to do the technical rehearsal, come back. And on Sunday, there's a dress rehearsal in the morning and then the, the live thing in the evening. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe you've snuck into this, honestly. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be I mean, so funny. funny. Think about it. Am I, am I in too deep here? <laughs> <laughs> You can't pull out now. I recorded. I recorded the. I recorded the first one. At, I think it was half past midnight, just for for the hell of it, for a bit of a joke. Yeah. And then yeah. Went, <laughs> and here on. we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be the. This this will be the story I'll give to like Graham Norton in, in five years time. When I'm, <laughs> yeah. When I've won you. I, I always make sure to give AFC Crystal Clues a bit of a shout out when I'm. Yeah, for Papuita, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, so, you're the one that brought Papuita to AFC Expected to Lose. So. The reason it became popular was I I was kept seeing it around, and Adam said, "If if I listen to it once on YouTube, will you please stop singing it?" And I said, "Yeah, okay, I agree." And then he listened to it on YouTube, and he's actually like, "Oh no, it's actually it's actually good. You just butcher it." Um, but now i didn't actually know that you know yeah no that, that's how it became mainstream was it <laughs> mainstream <laughs> i mean yeah. literally i think every time we played it we won or maybe that was just a placebo but i mean uh, we won well, every week well, so you know not <laughs> that's too hard for us <laughs> in the interview i said i said that we won every time we played it so did you okay we've got to keep that got to keep that lie up then <laughs> I think it might be true though, like because we did, yeah. we only started doing it when when Harrison came in, we actually became good. True, true. And the other team never turned up every week, so we just won by default. Like even if we lost the friendly, yeah. we'd still say we won because of Papuita because the other team didn't turn up. Yeah, because they were so scared. They heard us, they heard us along along the A fifty two, and they were like, "Oh damn, they've, they've played it. We can't we can't now. Definitely lost." AFC expected to lose was was our five side team by the way if this is going in um mm-hmm. yeah we won every week and no one could touch us and in our last season we won the league and got kicked out for not turning up enough so that just paints the picture really how good we were yeah incredible really oh it's actually going to be so funny it's, I hope I remember to watch it Honestly, are you are yeah. you on like? Do you know what order you're on? Oh, like, imagine sorry. if they all go on first and crush it, and you're like the last one, and you just come on in a little Belgium <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, some of them have got backing dancers. Really? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, this sounds really serious. You know, it is really serious. Oh. I mean, it's a dream since, since forever. I was you're going to get. Time. Blown out of the water. Yeah, the bit the bit after when it's the instrumental, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) then there's a bit that he added in where it's like in the middle. I'm like, (laughs) that's the outro music, rather. That's what that's all I've got for uh, for dance moves. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll go up to the end. There's double chorus at the end, so I'll go to the front of the stage and be like, play to the crowd. Um, 
I'm all in, man. Yeah. You should merge um, it in. You did like a mashup. Papa Ute yeah, and Monster. Yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be scary. But if I, The problem is if I win. But that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> if I win. Problem is if I win. <laughs> you have to go to like the world. If I win, I've got, to, I've got to sing. <laughs> <laughs> if I win, I've got to sing again. Really? What? What like at the oh yeah 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 like the yeah 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 maybe it'll be like the thing where um like on come down with me or or whatever not come down with me what I don't know what program but that's exactly what it's gonna be like where everyone like votes or like gives a good score to the worst person because they think they're less likely to win. So everyone's gonna like yeah, give you yeah, the points. Maybe, thinking maybe I won't win. <laughs> <laughs> thinking that you're like the safest bet, so they can win to give the mm. the twelve points to. What do I yeah. mean? Ten points. Yeah, and then. Uh... <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for, because presumably they can all recognise I'm a bit of a joke act. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you're I, from I feel like. Like. In... <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were going to go. I mean, that if they're all from like music universities, and you're like, just from you know doing a German and Russian and French degree, at <laughs> a normal university, not normal, you know, a, 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 yeah, well, not normal, normal. Uh, an actual university. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, trash talk has started. This is like your first pre-match interview. Well, pre yeah, pre concert interview, they're getting uh, they're getting worried. It is it is funny as well. And like all the promo things have got the names of the bands, and then they've got sort of album cover. So like I don't know, they're all in costume or what the dress of the bear. It's like <laughs> they're all sort of got album cover poses or whatever, and they've got names like the Vegas Rats, Alleyways, Men by Women, and Alice. And then mine's just like a holiday picture and says Joseph Futter on it. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that's your profile picture of you in the Al- Alpen. Oh, not the Alpen, but that one, this one that's on your Zoom background. Uh, no, it's it was me on a like a boat on the Rhine with a German flag behind me. I'm just sat in my Namibia hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. I can't believe you, like, <laughs> sent in a picture of you in the Namibia hoodie as your, like, profile picture for Univision. Yeah, there is there is another one that's actually a bit cooler, and it's got me wearing a mask and then stood next to a picture of a random statue in a church, which has got my face on it, wearing a mask. I don't know. That one's a little bit little bit more cool. What? Well, hip. <laughs> but, um like that one's a little bit more posy but wrestling man it's just it's just it's just a picture of me it's just joseph Futter. but yeah. like how do you pronounce your surname and i was like surname what is my stage name <laughs> do i have to buy a ticket um if you actually want to go to surrey then maybe i'm not i'm not sure i think it's just like a pub that holds like 600 people because it's like a big market and it's like outside I can't believe they're allowed to have 600 people in in, uh, COVID times. Maybe it was six and not 600 and you heard one. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, that is quite yeah. a cool picture. To be fair, wow, you've got a whole page by yourself. Futter always had a fascination. <laughs> Why can't I read? <laughs> oh, okay. Joseph Futter will be representing the University of Southampton at the 2021 Univision Song Contest. As a second-year French, German, and Russian student, Futter always had a fascination with languages and loved the idea of being able to communicate with people in so many different ways. You're bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, really sure, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> communicate with people in so many different ways, like, like seances and stuff. <laughs> it's a sign language in the Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> he will be performing a cover of the hit song Papa Ute from the Belgian singer Stromae which fits in well with his expressed interest in the European music scene, naming German rapper Peter Fox as one of his biggest inspirations. <laughs> it sounds like you like yeah, actually make true. music yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do. You've definitely sung Have a Banana before. Oh, uh, Have yeah. a banana, drink some oh, milk, in something like that. Milk? Beer. What's it? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to sing it now, and that can definitely be the intro song or the outro song. Okay. We could call really, the podcast really, like. Come on. Sorry, go on. Can't you go go? Call the podcast. Have a banana drink. Some <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, that's what this yeah. episode could be called. Have a banana, drink some beer. Have a banana, yeah. Have a banana, drink some beer. Have a banana. Yeah, I like chocolate. I like crisps. All I want is a bag of chips. I like chocolate. I like chips. All I want is a bag of crisps. Have a banana. Drink some beer. Have a banana. Yeah. Have a banana. Drink some beer. Have a banana. Yeah. Have a banana. Drink some beer. Have a banana. Stick it in your ear. Have a banana. Squish it and squash it. Have a banana. Put it in your pocket. Have a banana. Fry it and bake it. Have a banana, banana cake it. Have a banana, drink some beer. Have a banana, yeah. That is so tragic. Oh, I didn't know that it was like that long. I thought it was just those like, have a banana, drink some beer. Have a banana, yeah. I thought that was it. I didn't realize that was a whole like, oh. chocolate and crisps verse, and then a, <laughs> a, 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 I don't know, a advanced chorus of. <laughs> Banana cake. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Fowler came up with one of the lines for the bit at the end. I think he had the camera to stick it in your ear. But, mm. Well, shout out to Matthew Fowler for another one of my music inspiring Joe on his uh, musical journey that he's yeah. now with. He should be on your, you should put him on your uh, about section <laughs> with Peter Fox. Yeah. Matthew Fowler and Peter Fox. What, what a combination. I've just looked on the website and it does say um, it'll be taking place on the Stagkill campus. <laughs> yeah, the first ever one. So that person who said it was their dream since they were born is clearly that. <laughs> and yeah, it says <laughs> the venue is a completely COVID-19 secure space, which is able to host around 600 students safely. Wow. Mm. Do they even have 600 students at their uni? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jacob, of course. <laughs> yeah, and to to finish off the podcast, we're going to have a live performance of 
Papa by uh, award-winning singer Joseph Mascolo. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you're going to sing the uh, instrumental as well. <laughs> you'll be like the band start playing and you'll be like no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah mm <clears throat>